0: Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I have come to give my life. me, overtake me, so good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Don't you love the Lord? Let's go to the book of 1 John tonight. of 1 John chapter 4 we'll begin reading at verse 15 1 John chapter 4 and verse 15
1: whosoever shall
0: confess that Jesus is the son of God God dwelleth in him and he in God and we have known and believe the love that God hath to us God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. Perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. Tonight I want to talk to you about perfect love. Say that with me. Perfect love. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you so much for how you move today. God, we thank you, Father, for this privilege to stand in your presence. Lord, to worship you. God, I pray, Father, for your anointing to help us tonight. I'm asking, Lord Jesus, uh, that you speak to us through us. Lord, let your word come into us. May what happens tonight in the Word be, Lord, manifested in demonstration after the Word has come. In Jesus' mighty name, let everybody say amen. God bless you. Be seated. Perfect love. My subtitle is Fighting Fear and Winning. Fighting Fear and Winning. Let me talk to you just for a few moments about the craziness that has come with the coronavirus. I don't have to tell you too much, but if you've been to a store, you have met it. Empty shelves, ration food. I pulled up to the counter and I had more than four cans of green beans and they made me put the other away more than 4 cans of green beans can you imagine that people clamoring and spending 20 bucks for a little roll of toilet paper i saw i saw lysol i bought lysol that was almost 11 dollars a can cuz it was the only ones i could find so we can spray the knobs around here wipe down things crazy Is it crazy to you? It's crazy to me. It is crazy. News headlines that read stuff like this. Cancel everything. That's one of the headlines. Cancel everything. One headline that I saw said, Coronavirus panic. Why are people stockpiling toilet paper? Never in my adult life would I see toilet paper as a part of a headline uh, like that. Here's one headline. Stocks surge on virus news. Here's another headline. Stocks fall on virus news. Heaven forbid that we even go down social media. Those of you that are on Facebook, I, 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 I have had to get to the place where I just scroll. Nope, nope, not reading that. Nope, not seeing that. That's That's ridiculous. And, and, and the crazy things that people say and think about this is madness. It's absolute madness. As Sister Gill said, there is a, a real health problem here. We don't know all the facts. Amen. I, I, I just don't trust what all the media has to say. And, and so uh, the fear begins to rise up in us. How are we going to combat this fear? How are we going to address the time of the coronavirus? Our kids are going to go down and they're going to remember this time. Yeah, y'all got off school. You didn't miss any school this year for snow that I know of, but you're going to miss school because of coronavirus. Tell me, did anybody predict that at the beginning? It's crazy. It's fearful. We don't know. You have those that are more susceptible to it than others. You have reports that it's really more dangerous. I read something that it's 10 times more dangerous than the flu. And the flu is pretty bad. And there are those that are raising such levels of paranoia and fear. I want to tell you that there is nothing unnatural about having feelings of fear. There is nothing unnatural to to feeling uh, and dealing with human fear. But it's when we begin to adopt those feelings as if they are truth. We begin to adopt those feelings as if they are the reality. Because what comes over the news media, what comes over the wire, what comes over the internet is something that will develop fear. Now we're not going to bury our head in the sand, but tonight I hope in this message I can give us a little bit of direction that will tell you how to deal with the series of time that we're dealing with this coronavirus. Amen. Again, having fear is not sin, but partnering with it is. Fear embraces the inferior side. Fear embraces the worst news. Fear embraces the hysteria and wants to bring it in and get a hold of it. And fear, you know, will tell you the minute you have a little cough, (laughs) there's Corona I told you she's coming for you or he's coming for you, whatever that case may be. There it is. There it is. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're. We're facing it. I'm gonna test myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Do I have fever? Oh my! I need to test everything. And all of a sudden, we begin to embrace the inferior. We begin to embrace the paranoia. That's where the fear that can be natural turns into something that is not natural, because the Bible says God has not given to us the the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. So that lets me know that there is a spirit, an evil spirit of fear. And what happens, I believe, is that that fear can attach itself to our natural fears when we ponder on it and we think about it and we adopt it and we put it, well, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, it's going to be bad. I remember a story years ago that uh, uh, a brother evangelist told uh, man Brother Hugh Tubbs, anybody remember Brother Hugh Tubbs <laughs> Brother Hugh Tubbs could have you laughing and crying in the same moment, <clears throat> but he told the story years ago uh, about a man that broke down and his 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 car had a flat in it and he was out in the country, and there was nobody around, and he didn't have a spare and so he had he, he needed or rather he, he he had a spare, but he didn't have a jack. You can already see i 'm not really a great joke teller but but he didn't have a jack to jack up his car. He needed a jack to put the spare on, and so he looked around, and there was nothing but this lone farmhouse in the distance. So the man starts walking towards it, and he says, "I bet there's a farmer there that's got a jack. I bet he. Should. I believe he does. He's gonna have a jack." And well, it's awful late. It's dark, and he's going to be afraid. When I knock on the door, he's probably not going to like it that I'm there. Well, but I sure need a jack, and maybe he's going to give me a jack. And 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 he has this conversation with himself all the way to the house, uh, saying these kinds of things over and over again. You know, yeah, he's got a jack. No, he don't want me to be there. He's going to be upset with me when I knock on the door. He's going to be. And, and, and so he gets to the farmer's house, and he knocks on the door, and the farmer sticks his head out of the second story window and said may I help you sir and he said just keep your dumb jack I don't need it anyway what happened is that the paranoia begins to set in and all of a sudden we act on that and we think about that I want to tell you don't act on the news of fear don't act on the news of hysteria but act on the news of what God's word said. The enemy would like for you to be afraid. The enemy would like for us to act in fear. Amen. I'm not talking about... That we should be cavalier and that we should go just rush in, don't be uh, sanitary and all that kind of stuff. That's ignorance. I'm talking about being fearful about this is the world is coming to an end. Everything's gonna, this is the, the, what am I gonna do about my money? I don't have enough money. What am I gonna do about when I can't buy gas, even though it's only a dollar and 98 cents? What am I gonna do when I can't get some some bread and I can't get any food? What am I gonna do? I wanna tell you what. God can hijack a drone laden with groceries and bring it to your house and drop it off. God can do something that nobody else could do. Amen. He said, amen, that he'd never leave us or forsake us. We may have to deal with some things, but we can be overcomers. We can be victorious. Amen. We can look at it and say, I am going to be free and live in victory. Look with me at Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 through 30. First, Philippians 1, 27 through 30. Only let your conversation or your action be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. For whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that ye stand fast in one spirit. And one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Somebody say in the middle of the virus, that's what we got to do. we got to be in one spirit, one mind, striving together for the cause of Christ. But look at this. And in nothing, verse 28, and in nothing, terrified by your adversaries. And in nothing, terrified by your adversaries. Yes, there are those of us that have gotten diseases, those of us that have dealt with issues, and we've made it. We've gone through it. We've overcome it. Yes, we've had loss and we've had terrible things happen and our adversary has attacked but in nothing, I'm not gonna be terrified by it because he is on my side. Hallelujah. And in nothing, terrified by your adversaries which is to them an evident token of perdition but to you of salvation and that of God. What is he saying? When you're not afraid of the enemy, when you don't follow him his fear, when you don't swallow the hysteria, when you don't get all bent out of shape, what it does is it reminds the devil the token of his future, the telling of where he's going. When the devil doesn't win in the arena of fear in your life, you are telling him, I know where you're going. I know You know that the devil's knees are knocking together. When God's people believe, when God's people say everything's gonna be alright, I'm not going to let myself get into the spirit of fear. We are victorious over our fear. And when we are, it reminds the power of darkness of their impending perdition, their impending doom. Praise God. Go with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 10 through 14. Isaiah chapter 54 some rough times are here in this text the mountains shall depart the hills be removed but my kindness the Lord is saying shall not depart from thee mountains removed toilet paper removed Clorox removed hand is removed but my kindness the Lord says is not going to be removed from thee neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee O thou afflicted tossed and tempest and not comforted behold I will lay thy stones with fair colors and lay thy foundation with sapphires I will make thy windows of agates and thy gates of carbuncles and all thy borders of pleasant stones and all thy children shall be taught look at this all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. All your children are gonna, you need to tell your children, don't you get sucked into this. Amen. Don't you worry. God's gonna take care of us. We're gonna be smart. We're gonna have common sense, but God's gonna take care of us. Amen. God is gonna supply the need. God is gonna provide. Hallelujah. There was a man in Russia years ago that was sent out into the wilderness in the middle of winter by by the communists. No food no protection but God sent him a dog every day with a loaf of bread and something to eat every day that dog came and found him I want to tell you God can supply your need hallelujah I heard about one 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 preacher in his family that the, that that the husband was out on a Missions work and their family was suffering, didn't have anything to eat, the kids didn't have anything to eat. And a bum walked up with a with a, a pot roast and he said, Do you mind cooking this pot roast for me? And he said she said, the mother said, Yeah, they didn't have any food, and so they're cooking the pot roast with no assurance that they're gonna get any of it. But she's cooking it in that smell. Can you imagine that smell wafting over you? And and your 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 you feel like your your stomach is stuck to your backbone And you smell that. And and, and so after a while, that old bum says, uh, uh, ma'am, I need to go. Can y'all just eat that? Will y'all just take care of that? Go ahead and eat it for yourselves. I need to leave. Amen. I don't know if it was a bum or an angel unaware, but I want to tell you today, God will provide for you. Don't doubt his word. Don't doubt his word. Teach it to your children. And great shall be the peace of thy children. Now, you young folks, hear me. You can live life without your iPad, without your, your, your apps. You can live life with a lot of different things that you think are so important. Amen. But God said he'll never leave you or forsake you. He said I'll never leave you or forsake you. Somebody say it with me. I'll never leave you or forsake you. So teach it to your children. Tell your children about it. Parents, during this time, I charge you, pray for the peace of your children that they would be established in righteousness. For it says in verse 14, In righteousness shalt thou be established. Then look at this line. For thou shalt be far from oppression. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear and from terror. For it shall not come near thee. Hallelujah. Yeah, the mountains are departing. Yeah, things are falling apart. And we don't know what the future holds. But God does. I want to tell you. Amen. No matter what happens. God's going to have a church. He's still going to move because that's what he has done for thousands of years. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Thou shalt not fear. And from terror, it shall not come near thee. All around you, but near thee, no. All around you, maybe. Near thee, no. Oppression is a stronghold that we open up in our mind when we believe a lie. When we believe the lie, you're not gonna make it. You're gonna have trouble. It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be horrible. Well, just keep your jack. I don't need it anyway. how do we treat the season of fear what is it that will help us somebody say perfect love perfect love going back to our text in first john chapter 4 and verse 17 here is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in the world. Because as he is, so are we in the world. Perfect here means something that reaches the gold. We often look at the word perfect as being something that is flawless or becoming flawless. Maybe it was something that wasn't really good, but then we perfected it like a recipe that was really bad and we kept working on it until it becomes a perfect recipe. That is not the meaning of the Greek word here for perfect. The meaning of the Greek word here for perfect means to make genuine, to complete, to successfully succeed fully, to make happen, to attain a state or as a goal. Amen. This is this word in the Greek means something that is completed, something that is finished. We often think about something being perfect as being flawless or faultless, but that's not the intent of this word perfect here. It means to be perfect in the mission, to finish the mission. John 4 and 34, we see that Jesus is talking about his mission when he says, he said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish. His work. It's the exact same Greek word as perfect or perfected. My meat, my passion is to do the will of Him and complete it. I'm going to get this job done. I'm going to finish the mission. And He did indeed go to Calvary. The love of heaven. Amen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The love of heaven went to a cross and there laid upon that cross. It was love that kept Him there. It was love that held Him there while the nails did not hold him it was love that held him it was love that, that he allowed the thorns to be put upon his brow it was love that allowed him to be mocked and ridiculed and his beard to be plucked it was love dear brothers and sisters and the Lord said I'm going to perfect I'm going to finish my work Jesus further said in John 17 and 22 and the glory praying to the father he says in the glory which thou gavest me i have given them that they may be one even as we are one in i in them and thou in me listen to this that they may be, be may be made perfect or complete in one we are perfect or we are complete in our purpose of becoming one as the Lord has prescribed. We are complete and perfect in purpose. Finish your purpose. Hallelujah. When we look at James chapter 2 and verse 22, it's a powerful verse of scripture that talks about our faith becomes perfected. Our faith becomes perfected. Same word. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, speaking of Abraham, and by works was faith made perfect. Perfect. Let me read from some other translations about this verse. The ESV reads, you see that faith was active along with his works. Faith was active along with his works. And faith was completed by his works. In the NASB it says, you see that faith was working with his works. As a result, the works, faith was Perfected the Amplified Bible, you see that his faith was cooperating with his works. His faith was cooperating with his works, and his faith was completed and reached its supreme expression when he impl- implemented by good works. What are you talking about? It is Abraham going to the top of Mount Moriah, it is Abraham bringing his son to offer him there. It's not a flawless faith. He had some imperfections, but it became perfect when he raised up the knife and he said that he was going to do the job. Then the Lord said, you're finished, bud. Hold on. Don't, don't, don't go any further. You are finished. What is he doing? He is, has perfect faith. He has faith that's completed that project. Paul talked about having perfection in his journey in Acts chapter 20 and verse 24, having perfection in his journey. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish. Somebody say, complete. I might complete my course with joy and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. What is he saying? I haven't been perfect in my journey, flawlessly perfect, but I have been perfect because I've completed my journey. I'm completing my journey. Every day I'm walking with the Lord. You want a perfect walk with God? Amen, it's just simply working on your journey. Every day I'm working on my journey. Every day I want to be more and more like him. Every day, I want to finish my purpose so John writes beloved look at John chapter 4 and verse 11 and 12 thank you sister Shelley. I told her I said you're going to just have to ride with me tonight amen because I'm going to be jumping all around 1st John chapter 4 verse 11 and 12 John wrote this beloved If God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Perfect love here doesn't mean implementing a flawless kind of love that is without mistakes but rather it is a love that is active. It is a love that is in action. James said that that Abraham revealed his faith by his action. He had perfect faith because he had action. Hallelujah. So John is laying the foundation in verse 11 and 12 that we come to verse 17 where he says, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Herein is our love made perfect perfect. Perfect love is simply not just talking, it is doing. Perfect love is not just thinking, it is acting. Perfect love is not just conjuring up, well, we could do this or we could do that, but it is the sense of getting busy. It is the sense of going out and putting action, action To what we think And what we feel Oh I feel for that person Well love being perfected Means that I go do something To that person And for that person I love them I can love them from afar And I can pray for them from afar But perfect love Goes and does something Not that it's perfect In the sense of flawless But it is perfect In the sense of completing Hallelujah We may not be flawless in our execution of how we give love, but we can still complete the purpose by being loving, caring, by reaching, by feeling and acting upon those feelings when you have perfect love, you don't just talk about living for Jesus, you live for Jesus. When you have perfect love, you don't say, well, I belong to MPC, and then don't live like you belong to MPC. Amen. When you have perfect love, that means that you are what you are, and it's in action. It's in action on the job. It's in action at home. The way you act at the church is how you act at home. That's perfecting love. Amen. The way you act on the job is the way you act at church. That's perfecting love. The way you act at church is how you act at school. Amen. You can't say, oh God, would you save my schoolmate? And not one time enact love. Then your love is not perfected. Amen. It's abstract. It's hidden. It's some kind of incognito emotion that you have but you've never acted on it. You never said, hey, will you come to church? I need you to come to church with me. I want to talk to you today about how much I've been thinking about you. I know you've been going through a hard time and I want to help you John had said, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So perfecting love is about action, not about talk. It is about action, not about talk. It is also about bringing us into the place of confidence about our future, that we may have boldness, John said, in the day of judgment. You see, when you are busy doing something for the kingdom of God, and you are busy showing the love of Christ, you're not so concerned about whether you're going to die and go to hell. You've already got a mindset. I've got a relationship with the love. I'm abiding in his love. I'm abiding in his love. And if I abide in his love, then I I'm going to take that love and I'm going to perfect it by reaching out to my neighbor. I'm going to perfect it by getting involved in small groups. I'm going to perfect it by making sure that I am connected some way to help somebody. Some way what Sister Gill talked about just a minute ago is the way that you can perfect your love. It's a way of getting busy. It's a way of doing something to reach out and say, here is the love of Christ here's the love of Christ now I want to talk to you very clearly from the word of the Lord John wrote in this passage that we're studying he said this is how love is perfected action is how love is perfected completing the task flawless no imperfect in execution that's not what he's talking about he's just simply doing something To represent the love of Christ. Then he said, There's no fear in love. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. I want to tell you, I preach this whole message to come to this point. How do you handle the coronavirus fear? Love somebody, do something for somebody actively engage yourself in helping the neighbor find somebody that needs help don't sit on your 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 seat and twiddle your thumbs and get worried you say pastor gill i can't do anything do you have a phone do you have a phone Pick it up. call somebody and say hey are you alright you may not can get it to them but we'll have somebody that can help them out how are we going to survive Coronas I'm telling you how we cast out fear how we kick fear to the curb in our life how we make sure that we're not overrun by social media how we're not overrun by the news media amen we just love as Jesus did as he was in the world so should we be that's what John said how Jesus lived is how we ought to live so today I say regardless of what toilet paper issues there are, love somebody. I say, regardless of what the news media says, love somebody. I say, here is how you and I are going to get past the fear of this hour. Love somebody. Love somebody. Show it by actions. You want to deal with oppression, torment, then say today I'm encouraged somebody today I'm going to make sure that for the rest of this time I'm not going to pr- promote or post or talk about how horrible and bad things are to the nth degree but rather I'm going to love somebody perfect love cast out fear if you're battling fear in this time here's how you handle it find somebody to help find somebody to help we may never have one case and i hope we don't i pray that we don't have one case in in medora jackson county i I pray that we never never have it It, it, you know my wife read a post on the way back from lunch today that our our sheriff here in jackson county posted and said uh contrary to reports there is no coronavirus in the jail Ooh. Ooh. Somebody say, Love. That's how I deal with the coronavirus. I love God by being faithful to Him. I love my brothers and sisters by making sure they got what they need. Amen. Helping out one another. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You, we've got parents that have kids that are going to be out for three weeks. Send them a meal. I got one all right and a little uh, another one over here on this side. Find a way. Help somebody. Love somebody. That's how you do with fear. Stand with me, please. This is a perfect time for perfect love to get into action. This is a perfect time to talk about the love of Christ. Every I went to the store yesterday. I saw people that were, are, are, were so discouraged, despondent. I made it my aim. Every person I saw, I said, how are you doing today? Isn't this a beautiful day? Rain pouring down. Isn't it great to be alive? Amen. They probably didn't like me one iota. But I want to tell you, I don't think that we have to live in despondency but we can live in victory over fear if we'll love. If we'll love. I know that sounds simplistic, but I'm telling you that's what the word says. Perfect love, active love, cast out fear. Do something. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.